This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Good morning, Steelers Nation, and welcome once again inside the locker room here on a Thursday. Wesley Euler in for Max Starks once again. You know Wolf is riding with me here. Uh, we got the ninjas back in the studio. Jacob behind the boards. You on the phone lines if you want to join us at any time. Over that 412-919-1316. Those are the digits. Mr. Wolfley, how are we feeling this morning? I am doing just fantabulous. How are you doing? I'm great. And uh, I, every day I get to rock the microphone with you is a great day. Well, it, well, I appreciate that, and I feel the same way about you, young man. You know, it's just good to be in here. You get some youth, got some youthfulness. See, you're sitting in for Max, and I'm sitting in for myself. <laughs> is this the, is this the uh, getting uh, getting old's a pain in the butt, Craig Wolfley, that I heard from about 10 minutes ago? Yeah, uh, on my way to the bathroom for about the fifth time since I got here. Too much coffee too this much, morning. Too much coffee. Okay, Zooks, let me tell you something, man. The old, the old guy here, when you get a couple of cups of Joe going on there, some of that high test, you know, you get that premium caffeine because I always like my coffee like this. I want it soon enough that it'll kill then just back it down a little bit, okay? Just, just under that. <laughs> then just a the, splash of half and half to yeah, take the edge go, off. A little, little something. That, yeah, just back it down a little bit. <laughs> no, I love it. We're all we're all hopped up on coffee. I had my my Dunkin' K cup on the way in. I'm ready to go. Although you know, I don't, I don't need the energy boost when I do this show with you or with Arthur Motes. That's I'm, I'm fortunate oh, in that regard. How about Motesy? I think he needs to he needs to uh, drink a Red Bull just to calm down. <laughs> Seriously, he, <laughs> that guy is electric you know it is funny i i always thought that i was the happiest most energetic joyful person in every room that i walked into until i started r- walking into rooms with moats and you oh, all, all, my the, goodness. all the time <laughs> i just i know this about arthur he's one of those energy bringers that's what you love about him you know absolutely positive guys that bring energy to the room they're not energy vampires that you get in some locker rooms and stuff like that yeah you got adders you got sub- subtractors you got multipliers and dividers and and Mochi is uh, Arthur is just one of those guys that just brings everything up another notch, like Max does, like you do. It's yep. just good stuff. No, it is, and that's why we have so much fun here on SNR. I think that's why we've built the you know the listener base that we have over the years. If you're having fun, the listeners having fun. I think that's that's Radio 101 right there. I I was pretty much when I first got into this business. I don't know uh, a couple uh, decades ago, something like that. You know. Um, Somebody told me, no, it was Jimmy Crenn. The great Jimmy yeah. Crenn said to me, he said, Grew you know, up listening to him. Yeah, if you just remember this. If you're having fun, the audience is having fun. Yep. So I've always kind of lived by that, and uh, we just roll forward with it. You and I, not not difficult for us to have fun. That, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that comes naturally, I think. Have microphone, we'll have fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. And we, over the next two hours, Wolf, when I walked in here to the studio this morning, you were kind of chuckling reading this article uh, from Brown's Zone about, you know, kind of how Big Ben has been big trouble for the Browns. And, and we're all kind of in anticipation of Monday night thinking this could be the last home game for Ben Roethlisberger. Certainly this time Steelers-Browns in Ben Roethlisberger's career, certainly. And I tell you what, Wolf, I think we all know from our perspective, our side, you know, the Steelers have certainly over the last two decades had their way with the Browns. Ben Roethlisberger specifically, 29 times. He's won 25 of those games. But, man, when you see some of these numbers, when you see it laid out from a Cleveland perspective, how, you know, this guy who was born in Ohio, played high school football and college right. football in Ohio, was available to the Browns before the Steelers picked five picks earlier, and instead they went with Kellen Winslow instead of the quarterback from their own state. I mean, it 
it's I tell you what, this is uh this really is. It's 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 again, you can kind of get lost up in the regularity of it when you're when you're on our side. But man, from the Cleveland perspective, they're just ready to get to the finish line of, of having to that's, see number seven that's twice what the a whole season. Article, yeah, that's yeah. what the whole article is all about, Wesley. You know what I'm talking about. The dude is sitting there saying, hey, look, you know, this guy was available. Now we're coming to the end of an era. All right, in a, basically two decades of being the punching bag of Ben Roethlisberger, Seriously. or as the author of this article, fine article, said, of getting Roethlisbergered. You know what I mean? That's what it's been. That you know, he, he goes over a huge amount of statistics, but the point is, he's giving hope to the Cleveland fans because he says we're almost to the end to of the that end. era. You know, we're almost to the end of the Roethlisberger era, and that's part of the point that I'm making for. Uh, going forward here, and and I'm not I'm not willing yet to say it's done. It ain't done until the fat lady sings. She may be warming up a little bit, but she ain't sung That's yet. Right. Okay, so here's the point. She's doing the vocal exercises backstage. But she hasn't stepped out yet for the performance. As the son of a symphony performer, you as like, you, you like yeah, that? Oh yeah, then you should know your your uh, like verbal scales there of singing Absolutely. up and down. See the Wolfleys, we no, we we're, we're just terrible. Well, you know, I like I grew up playing piano and guitar. Okay, and I you know that's kind of until I realized eh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be a professional athlete. How can I kind of combine these? Let's get into sports radio. Like I wanted to be a musician growing up. Right. And I would well, always your be, dad. My, is yeah, my a dad's a, a, a violinist in the Pittsburgh Symphony. Yeah. Oh, he's unbelievable. Um, and he used to always make me laugh. You know, I'd I'd be like trying to write songs and play my guitar, or piano, or whatever when I was 14, 15, 16, 17. And I'd be like, Dad, I just can't sing. You know, I no. like I I think I'm all right here. I, I can write some decent lyrics, but I, I just can't sing, man. And my dad would always look at me and go, yeah, Neither could Bob Dylan. That didn't that didn't stop him. <laughs> you know, one of the most famous musicians of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Dylan, my goodness. So that would always be my day. Yeah, you can't sing? Oh, great. Neither could Bob Dylan. Look where he's at. Well, my, my grandpa Palmer, okay, in church, he was if people, he was so tone deaf. It was once described as listening to the brain of a mule. Oh, God. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how tone deaf people would look at him as he's singing in church, you know, and they'd be looking at him going, oh, my goodness, <laughs> you know, and, and, and my grandpa would be like, hey, it says, make a joyful noise on the Lord. That's my joyful noise. So there you go. It might sound like a mule to you. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like praise to Jesus. <laughs> Amen. All right. Um, since Roethlisberger became yes. Pittsburgh's quarterback in 2004, Steelers record, 186 and 99. Isn't that amazing? That is, that's, that's very impressive. Browns record, 93 and 193. <laughs> <sighs> You know what? I'm not good at math. It's almost completely reversed, right? It is. I'm not good at math. That means the Browns have lost 100 more games than they've won during the time that Ben Roethlisberger has been the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Uh, ben has thrown 416 touchdown passes, 109 interceptions. The Browns quarterbacks, since 2004, since that time, only 302 touchdown passes, 299 interceptions. Not to mention there was 27 of them. <laughs> the Browns quarterbacks. Well, if you include Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Which is exactly, I said, well, 26, 26 quarterbacks plus, plus Johnny, Johnny Manziel. <laughs> but think about that. You know, the, the perpetual um, screwing up oh. <laughs> over, you know, like it, hasn't just, it hasn't just been Kellen Winslow over Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have. Yeah, I mean, think about it. 27 quarterbacks. And a lot of those first round, Johnny Manziel, Brandon Whedon, uh, Brady Quinn, just off the top. Obviously, Tim Couch was, the, was right. the first one. But, I mean, it's not like they've just been 
recycling guys, you know, off the street. I mean, they have used some high pedigree draft picks. Even Baker Mayfield, Wolf, first overall pick. And, you know, Baker Mayfield belongs in the NFL. He's an NFL quarterback. But you look at some of those other guys that they could have had in that same draft class, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, can even argue that they missed on that one as well, too. Oh, well, let me, let we've me, been we've been spoiled here, Wolf. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying, and I'm not willing to say that you put Baker and Josh no. Allen or Lamar no. Jackson. No, like I said, he's he belongs as a quarterback. Oh, yeah. the, like he's not Johnny Manziel, right? Um, but he's 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 not Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. That's either. very true. Yeah, and uh, no question about that. Simply put, they've not done a good job. Look, when you have a turnover, twelve coaches in the same time period that you had Bill Cowher and, and Mike, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. Yeah. I mean, all right, twelve to two. That tells you that you're going to have. Uh, a series of uh, people coming in with their own agendas, and they restart, you know, some more uh, this and that. We're going to go this way, and then before you know it, you know, you, you're just digging holes all over the yard. Mm-hmm. It's like that guy in the, the one commercial when he's pounding holes in his hop, you know, looking for some buried treasure or something like that. Uh, that's kind of like the the Browns have been doing that, you know. Now yeah. Yeah. it's only with Stefanski that they've started to stabilize and show some progress. And part of that is suffering through some of the losing to get to the winning, you know, because that 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 culture has to be reestablished. If you keep turning that locker room over, all you keep getting is a locker room that's trying to find itself. Yep. And you know what? It's it's one of these times I wish we had Arthur Motes here with us. He's talked about this a little bit before. You know, he had three different coaching staffs his his time in Buffalo. He's like the first year I come in, we're one in a 3-4, and they're asking me to do this. Well, then they completely clean house, new head coach, new defensive coordinator. All of a sudden, we're running a 4-3, right. and they're asking you to do that. And then two years later, then we clean house again, and it's a brand-new playbook, brand-new defensive scheme. That can that can wear on you. And you know what else happens? They want have their, they want people. So each time that you have this new turnover, they're not just looking at you as, all right, you've been here for several years. You're an established guy. No, they're looking at you like, I, I want to get my own people. And so you realize the clock is ticking, mm-hmm. you know, and you either have to be uh, making some big splash, doing some big things, or you know that you're going to be looking for employment elsewhere because that's the nature of the beast. That's, when you keep recycling it. it, you're going to bring in your own people. Yep. No, you absolutely are. And, and there has been a ton of turnover in Cleveland from the quarterback up to the general manager. It's been the opposite in Pittsburgh. I mean, we are on this year 15 or 16 of Colbert, Tomlin, Roethlisberger, those three all being together. Obviously, the ownership hasn't changged. That continuity is huge. It, yeah, Kevin's it, somewhere it, in the 20s, I think. Well, I just meant those three oh, together because yeah. I know I know Kevin's been there longer and Ben's been well, there a few years longer. Than I am. But since Mike Tomlin, this is, this is Coach Tomlin's 15th or 16th? 15th. 15th. Yeah. So 15 years that those three have been together. <laughs> you and me both. Whenever I start with absolutes, with numbers, Look out. Same here. If we get over three. <laughs> Wolf, you know what they say about us. Anytime we get behind a microphone, it's nothing if it isn't a fact-based <laughs> show. For the sake of journalistic integrity, it's been somewhere between one and 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, Monday night in Pittsburgh. Here's yes. how this article ends. Monday night in Pittsburgh, the Browns, for the final time, will say hello to an old mistake. For nearly 20 years, he hasn't let them forget. <laughs> Well, Ben has, has put them down, put them down merciful, mercifully, oh. you know, over the the two decades, you think about it. Has anybody, I mean, again, think about it. Was it only until Baker's this last couple of years that Baker became the most winning quarterback in? Which is you know, crazy. Oh, yeah, exactly. The factory of sadness. And it took him till his third or fourth season to surpass the, you know, the wins that Ben had. <laughs> yeah. 25 wins for, for Ben Roethlisberger in 29 games against the Browns. That's it's One phenomenal. tie is what? Only three losses. 
that 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 is phenomenal. That is ownership. That is the deed to the factory of sadness. What whatever you want to call it. Um, and and let's hope we put the cherry on top of 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 that streak that Ben Roethlisberger has had against his home state team on Monday night. That'd be a good way to to but wrap it up. Understand this though. The Browns are looking at it from the other side, going, "This is oh, how we this exercise this demon. We want to. Yes, <laughs> this is going to be the final onslaught. We got to get to this. We guy. thought we did it and, last year in the playoff game. Right. And now we got to do it and again. He came back. Okay, <laughs> you cut his head off, and two more grow back. That's it. It's the Roethlisberger. He's back. All right. Hey, let him wield one more of uh, the the uh, the nice uh, sword right, you know, through the brownie's yep. heart. Oh. You know, let's let's fin- finish up big. Finish finish strong. Absolutely. That's what we're going to be looking to do the rest of the season and it starts Monday night at home against the Browns. Going to take our first break here. We got a fun show planned for you. We got a couple guests in the second hour. We'll have Tom Bradley at 11, uh, former Steelers coach Jerry Dulac of the Post-Gazette. We'll get to your calls as well, too. 412-919-1316. He's Craig Wolfley. I'm Wesley Euler. You're in the locker room on a Thursday on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Craig Wolfley and Wesley Euler here in the locker room on a Thursday, our last locker room show of the week, because tomorrow, New Year's Eve, little holiday, everyone here at iHeart, I think is getting a... uh, a much-deserved day off, if you if you will, Wolf. I like it. I like it as well, too. Of course, everyone will be back uh, on Monday. Get you ready for Stellar's Brownies and Monday Night Football. Wolf, one of the things that I started looking at today, and, you know, it's it's always weird on, on the different weeks, like if the Steelers are playing on Thursday, if they're playing on Monday. It's a little bit harder to follow the regular rhythm of the injury reports and the practice reports, those things. You know, right. Wednesday is normally the first day you start keeping an eye on it, and then Thursday is kind of the big day to you want to see some participation from guys that you're hoping to get back. That obviously gets pushed back a day when you're playing on Monday. So today I think kind of the first day to really keep an eye on the injury report, the practice report when it comes out later this afternoon. But it does seem like all indications to – Good pieces of news for the Steelers. One, it looks like Kevin Dotson is going to be back after missing the last six games. And two, Pat Fryermuth uh, said on his Instagram yesterday, I'll see Yins on Monday night. So it, it sounds like he will be back as well, too. I think those are both, those would both be good developments for the offense. Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, if you go back and look at the first game, uh, you saw some good stuff from Kevin Dotson, but you saw even the hidden vigorish in that game, if you ask me, was the work of the two tight ends. They got multiple Agreed. tight ends. You got 12 personnel, right? So one of the things you got is you got Fryermuth and you got uh, Zach Gentry. They combined for like seven catches for 80-plus yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that was some big, big work. I'm telling you what, that inside, that those windows underneath, they can be exploited by the 612 and by the Muth, right? Mm. I mean, those two guys together can do some real damage to the Brownies. And not only that, I love the 12 personnel because it presents itself the opportunity to create some more damaging run combinations. Mm. And if you go back and watch that game, Kevin Dotson played a big role in that. And if you watch that blocking on the inside, these guys tore it up. Yes. Kendrick Green. Yes, they did. All right. That was I mean, one of their better performances of the season. Absolutely. 26 yeah. for 91. Yeah, it was 3-7 or 3-5, something like that rushing average. But you know what? They slugged it out, and the Browns were wilting towards the end. And that's the old, you got to hit that rock with a hammer. 
And I've told this story before, but years ago, I for a construction company, right? My grandpa's construction company, and with my uncles, I was a rock splitter. Of they, course, they, they, you, they, of they, course yeah. you were. I got, I got the, I got the <laughs> hammer. I'm 14 years old, and I got to slam the rocks. I got to break concrete or break rocks, whatever they needed me to do in their construction company. And one of them was, okay, you got to break up this, this, uh, the, these rocks here that are there. You got to pound them to dust or whatever. I think they just, it was one of those make, make work things, you know. Something to, for me to do. So I remember pounding on that thing for like 20 minutes. I'm going, hey, Grant, nothing's happening. Stay with it, boy. And there you go, <laughs> swinging the hammer. Boom, boom. 40 minutes. Hey, hey, Grant, this is, this is nothing going on. It's all right, boy. Just stay with it. And about 50 minutes into it of this whole thing, right, is, is I now I'm getting like the, you know, you're getting blisters on your hands. And sure, everything. sure. All of a sudden, it calluses. And I'm like, hey, it cramp. Hey, cramp. It, it broke. It broke. I told you, boy. And that is what you can say was what it was like running the ball. Sure. And we saw that with uh, with Najee Harris, and I thought he did a great job. And the line came off the ball and did a great job physically. Remember, you got young guys. I've seen Danny Moore out there, yeah. right? He's yeah. mano-a-mano going full-on full steel cage match with Miles Garrett. Yeah. Okay? One of the best pass rushers in the Absolutely. NFL. Yeah. yeah, he gave up a sack. Uh, Miles had four tackles. But you know what? He, he didn't get own. a lot of help. Yeah. Didn't get I I would be if I was Danny, you know, that's a pretty fine job. Now you can improve on it. You never want to give up a sack. But the fact is, uh one of the greatest uh, quarterback eaters in the NFL today, you know, you went toe to toe with and you did very well. Mm -hmm. Now, do it again. Right. Right? Build on that performance. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the other guys same way. Yeah. You know, so there there you have it, and I, there you are. I think you're right. I think there's a lot to take from that. It was week eight, correct, when these, when eight, these teams yes. last met. I, I think there's a lot to take from that, and, and I'm with you too. You know, it. We everybody who, if they do what you and I do, even if they're from, from media to fan base, right, that, that entire kind of broad brush there, everyone's had their opinions on how to kickstart the run game, on, you know, what to do with the offensive line, how to get Najee Harris going, all, all these different things. I think you're right. I think 12 personnel is a – a simple solution and one that we've seen them have success before I think even now Wolf like we all know Eric Ebron his his ceiling is is higher than Zach Gentry's but in terms of some of this run game stuff that we're discussing I think you could argue Fryermuth and Gentry is probably your best one two tight end combination in that regard I, I'd like to see a lot of that heavy 12 personnel on Monday night you know you make a great point because here's the thing about it uh, the 612 has turned into a formidable blocker all right, he came out of. I think he was a quarterback in Michigan. He's yeah. six foot eight. You know, <laughs> uh, you come out of there. Well, you know what? You you might be. A, you're not the toughest guy if you're a quarterback. I mean, right. let's face it. You come up, and it took him a little while to make that adjustment. But I'm watching. He puts his grill in people's grill. He takes people off the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, okay. You got some people say, well, he whiffed on this. Everybody get whiffs now and then. You know, everyone gets beat now and then. Sure. If you have not been beat up in the NFL, you simply haven't played long enough. Okay. Agreed. But watching his his effort over the course of the season, seeing his improvement is exactly what you want to see as a coach because he's going out there and he's walking the edge setters off the line of scrimmage. And believe you me, one of the things I've said before, if this guy doesn't want to finish out as a tight end, I'd put some 40 pounds on him and turn him into a, a, a Pro Bowl tackle. Heck yeah. His feet, his athleticism are terrific. And just to finish this up, you know what? That's a big target when you run those combination Absolutely. routes with Friermuth. Let me tell you something. You send you send the six twelve long, and then you have uh, Fryermuth coming underneath, and you know you make 
put those linebackers in zone coverage in conflict. Mm-hmm. You got to make a decision. You're going to follow the the six twelve, or you're going to fi- find the Muth underneath. So it's a conflict. It's a problem. I love that that combination. Yeah, uh, I'm with you as well too. That that's encouraging to me. Again, well, today I think is is really the first day to to truly keep an eye on the the injury report, the practice report. If guys are limited, if guys are not practicing, if guys are full participants, tomorrow will be the the typical Thursday where you you want to see kind of all hands on deck, but. Early encouraging signs for for the offense and what looks like. Well, certainly, like I said, Pat Fryermuth saying that all you know, pretty much he's going to play Monday yeah. night. Um, looking good for Kevin Dotson for the first time in six weeks as well, too. That I think that I hope he's a, able to come out too. there, man. I tell that'll you, that'll provide a big boost for yeah, the offense. Yeah, that's 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 you know when you got somebody two X handles wide across the backside, that's your run blocking power. That's what it's all about. And you watch Kevin. Kevin's got some. Uh, he's got some habits. He's got to correct. But you know what? Sure. There's so much upside there. He's got That's a kick That's the kicker started. for me, oh, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's there. He, you, he, you can see it. When he absolutely. gets that, him and Kendrick, when they double team and they do it right. Now, sometimes these guys, because they're both young, they get in, in, in a crossfire. They, they end up uh, hurting each other because it's like they're banging into each other more There's than. There's been the, a couple communication right. breakdowns but there. But when, when they take a guy off the Ooh. ball, we hit, they get hip to hip with that. Look out! The yeah. guy's moving, and he's going to end up in a big splash about five yards back. It's 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 been I think most the most encouraging moments from the offensive line this season have been when those two have been healthy, when they've been engaged, when they've been on the same page, and and hopefully you and get that on Monday night. The good work, uh, the good work that the big Laglue put in there. The big okay? Laglue was he fantastic. Came he came through and did the job when they needed him to come through and do a job. Whatever you know? it takes. Well, yes, exactly. So I think that was what five left guards. They worked through or six. Five. Yeah. Yeah. That's I can't cr- even. It's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. When you got to go down, you know, and and and. Good for for uh, John that he was able to step yeah. up and be able to get his first NFL snaps. Oh, absolutely, that. and, and he he stories. did more than than hold his own. He he looked yeah. like he belonged. And, yes, and, and, he did. and that's you know that's what you need. That's all hands on deck. But we obviously will be excited if uh, if Kevin Dotson is able to get back out there because I agree with you. He listen, not none of these guys are Alan Fanica. No, but I but I think we I think we all agree Dotson has the biggest. Hey, up, I has wish the biggest that could have been Alan Fanica. Oh, you and me both. I mean, jeez, <laughs> we'd have the Super Bowl and Hall of Fame rings on our fingers there. Um, but I, I I am with you. I think clearly, at least amongst the guards, and we could argue different positions, but I think probably on the entire offensive line right now, it feels like Dotson has the highest ceiling. There's no question. He's, he's in my shown mind. that potential a few times, but but and I know you know especially because you're you're hyper focused on this stuff. He's he's got another level he can get to. He yes, he you're exactly correct. And he, this it would be nice for him to get back and have two games because one is to get your feet wet, two is to right, improve. Right. And uh just based on the fact that we'll just call it towards the end of the season, not worrying about the playoffs, that's what you want because that would propel you into the off season. You don't want to finish the season on IR. That's a terrible no. way to go into the off season. I agree with you. You you want to build that momentum, build that confidence, oh, yeah. and uh, and and hit if the off season in stride. Yeah, if you're a pro, worth your salt. Okay, the boys are going out there to finish this. You want to finish Correct. the ride with the boys. Absolutely, that's the way it is. You don't want to be in street clothes on the sideline. No, yeah. no. I that's that's the worst way. I as I say, it's the worst way to go into the off season. You want to ride with the guys. No, I. I I can only imagine that. Absolutely. After all the work you put in, after how long the process is starting back in the summer, you want, you want to be able to cross that finish line with all, with all your teammates. Bingo. Yeah. Wolf, I got a 
I got a little something something for you here okay. right on this Thursday. Is it edible? No. <laughs> I wish. Okay. No, no, never mind. We got some cookies out. I don't know if you saw a lot of sugar cookies next door in the uh That's all I need, man. I'm telling you what, I'm blowing up like a I know. Our man. our lovely secretary Amy, she's like, Did you look in the kitchen at all the cookies? I'm like, Yeah, I did. Don't don't tempt me. Don't the good time. I'll get back in there. Um, one thing that that Moats and I like to do on Thursdays. Okay. Just a simple kind of scouting, talk about the opponent. Right. Three things Thursday. Okay. Three things Thursday. And I figured you would enjoy this. It's a really simple concept. We do. I, I give. I like simple. Simple does me good. Yeah, you and me both. All right. I, you know, I, I wasn't a 4.0 GPA student at, at WVU. You know, it wasn't like I was you going could, to Harvard or Yale out here. You could add my four years at Syracuse together, and I <laughs> wouldn't have added up the four. <laughs> oh, my, my mom's not listening. You know what I always told my mom, and she probably is listening. Uh, C's get degrees, mom. <laughs> It's true. One of the things, uh, it, it just real simple. Three things that I think the Steelers' upcoming opponent does well. Okay. Three areas that they're that they're good. Yep. Three areas where they struggle. Three areas that where they're bad. Three good things. Three bad things. Three things Thursday about the Steelers' upcoming opponent. What do you want first for the Browns? You want the good or bad? Let's go the good. All right. Number one is is the run game. Right. I I, I don't think. I mean, that's. I think everybody knows this. It's not a secret. They've got third most rush yards in the NFL per game. Nick Chubb's close to 1,200 yards on the ground already. That includes him missing some time and still with two games left. Uh, they average 145 yards on the ground per game. Wolf, they've got one of the best offensive lines in the league. They've got one of the best running backs in the league. I think I test everyone sees that. The numbers back it up. This is a, a very solid, very stout run game that the Cleveland Browns have. It, it is indeed. There's no question about it. They also have some backups that have been playing in, on the line <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And I got to tell you something, the backups aren't as good as the starters. They are the not. They and are there's not. a reason. <laughs> that's yeah, usually that's, how that works. That's right? usually how it works. That's like I'm when not they, saying. When I'm they just pull saying. me in here, Wolf, you know, I'm no Max Starks, all right? I can get the job done, but I'm no Max Starks. You're not the world's largest elf, is Max, in his T-shirt. That was just tremendous <laughs> when I saw him. But here's the thing about it, you know. You look at, at Nick Chubb, the guy's fabulous. Oh. There's just, I mean, Mike Tomlin calls him, he's a tough tackle. Yes, he is a tough tackle. This guy has got the ability to take it to the edge. You know, one of the best things about it, you watch him, he's an outside zone runner who can run straight ahead mm -hmm. with power. Uh, he's one of these guys that can uh, dipsy-do you, you know, give you a little, you know, okey-doke and, mm -hmm. and, and run around you. But he can take it to the corner and turn it up the, the sidelines. Everything is there in this guy. He is a total package runner. But the fact of the matter is, if you watch that tape, and I, I've been watching that thing this past week going over and over, week eight, you know what? They played The Steelers played a great defense. It was a very unique one. It was called yes. come off the ball, hold the point, uh, set the edge, uh, get in your gap, keep your shoulders square, and tackle the man. And that's what they did. You know, he broke a cup two runs, one of uh, 10 or 11 and one of 21. And he, after that, it was five times they, they 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 held him to no no yardage at all. Ten carries they held him to two yards or less. You know, I mean, it was it was just one of those things where they did a nice job. Yes. You know, so I if you can do it once, you can do it twice. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the first thing. The run game. I don't think you have to be a football expert. I don't think you need to be a scout in the National Football League to notice that one for the Cleveland Browns. Second, good for the Brownies, Wolf. Ball hawking secondary, 12 interceptions, 12 takeaways for that secondary. Well, I should say just 12 interceptions because they forced a handful of fumbles as well, too. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Grant Delpit, 
I think at times they all there's aspects of their game that they leave to be desired. They're they're not all perfect players. They're not all completely polished players. But man, they have a knack for taking the ball away. I think that's one thing that we've kind of talked about. The Steelers' defense, maybe more so in the first half of the season, needing to force more turnovers, being more opportunistic with those splash plays. The Browns' defense, they give up yards, but they also take it away. It, it a lot of times is that that classic bend but don't break mantra from the defense where they'll surrender some yards, they'll give up some points, but they're also going to take the ball away, set their offense up in opportune situations. Uh, Twelve interceptions for that secondary. It's not a it's not a perfect secondary, but it's a ball hawking one, and, and they got the ability to make some plays. They get after it, and I love that Denzel Ward. I he's mean, the guy he's is very really, good. He's yeah, very he's, good. He's impressive to watch. Yeah, and the rest of the crew are likewise minded. These guys they they are they play a lot of zone. They yep. get in the yep. they keep their eyes on the quarterback. You're able to come out there and do some things like anybody else. I mean, let's face it. You either play man, you play zone, you play some combinations of the two. But there's not going to be anything that they're going to throw some, you know, powwow, you know, the uh, Aaron, Aaron Aaron Donald, you know, invisible right. man right. You know, guy. Uh, that's not going to happen, you know. And and here's the thing. Um, you, you look at this. If you can get that run game going, I just I, I truly believe this. Get the run game going, and you've always got Deontay on the RPOs. Mm-hmm. We've seen that, mm-hmm. um, you know, almost. Ability to at, stretch the field. Yeah, but. It's 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 Chase Claypool. I mean, that's the guy. Once you get that running going, you you, you have the opportunity. Then um, one of those safeties is going to creep down. I mean, they're going to start bringing that safety down. You do that, you're going to get a one on one somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right, someone's going to be one on one. Someone's not going to be one on one. You find the one on one. If you got single high, let it fly. You know, and you got that I like boom that. over the top. Yeah, I, I think that's well said. Last good here for Cleveland. Then we'll get to break. I'll give the bad on the other side. Um. The metrics for the defense, right? They are, are top 10 in yards per game allowed, seventh in the league in terms of uh, of yards per game in the air, top 10 run and pass rush defense. If you look at the numbers just here uh, real quick, Wolf, they go. Um, they are eighth best defense in the league in pass yards allowed per game, 10th best in rush yards per game, seventh best overall. Again, How many sacks do they have? They have... Give me a second here. Let's see if I can pull it up. 39 sacks on the year uh, as as a team. Okay. They are, again, and I think this kind of goes with the secondary too, not a perfect defense. They've got their areas where they can be exploited, but the – the whole is greater than the sum of their parts for their defense. They do a good job, again, you know, seventh in the NFL in yards per game, top 10 in rush and pass yards allowed. They are in the top half of the league in terms of overall takeaways. They're not a great defense, but they're an opportunistic one. And, and, and they have got guys at every level that can make plays. You, you have to, I think, be balanced against these guys because they they don't give up a ton of points. They don't give up a ton of yards. Well, plus they're also a, a, a you know a top uh, time of possession. Yeah, uh, which offense, helps when, when, when they when they stay when they stay devoted yeah. to running the football. When they yeah. stay devoted and they don't have to get into a uh, a passing match with uh, the Green Bay Packers. Exactly with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, you know yeah, Baker good, might call Good idea up there, fellas. Few bingos there, um, yeah. When they are able to stay within the confines of their offense, and you got the nice play action, you got the rollouts, you got the reverse rollouts, you got the sprint right. They become sort of, unpredictable. Yeah, in that regard. I mean, they're, yeah. when you are able to do that, they can stay within the confines of what they're doing. They're, they're, in my mind, they are a real good play even uh, ahead type offense. That's what they do best. Um, they are they're able to bludgeon you. You know, they come off the ball at you with that offensive line. You got the big Batonio. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Wyatt Teller. 
You know, they've got, got some, some maulers yeah, there. Yeah, you got yeah. The, the the Conklin. Conklin. You know, yep. I don't, is he back? I'm not sure. I think his I think his status is still up in the air. Yeah, you know what, Conklin though, he's one of those guys. He'll conk you. I mean, that's a good name for an offensive <laughs> that's tackle. A good, that's think? a really good name. Yeah, what's your name? Jack Conklin. What do you play? Offensive tackle. Okay, why? Because you conk people. All right, that's a good that, – that works. He is out for the rest of the season. Is he? Okay, yep. so he's out. So he's out. So they will right. not have to see him, but they still – Wyatt Teller, Joel Batonio, still certainly some some talent there. Uh, before we go to break, Cop tweets us here. Okay. And says, yes, gentlemen, I've been screaming for more 12 personnel – everything that, that, that we just discussed, and then you have Chase Claypool with the opportunity for some one-on-one downfield Randy Moss-style catches as well, too. Yet, if you can have success there, that, that opens up everything for the rest of the offense. Deontay I, Johnson, Chase Claypool. Again, think about it. When you start running the ball, right, and then all of a sudden that safety comes down and the linebackers are getting a little nose uh, heavy there. You know, they put that ball in the belly of the beast, Najee Harris, yep. and then, you know, he folds over, and the linebackers just jump up on it, right? Then, boom, you got something going on down the field. You're going to have something over the middle. You're going to have something along the sidelines. You got to find it. I bet you Big Ben can find it. I think so, and, and Julie says here, Happy New Year, guys. Ben's last game at Heinz Field on Monday Night Football, if that is the way it all goes, seems like great planning by the NFL. This game's going to be all about the Steelers in seven. Can't wait. I've already got goosebumps. Yeah, it's you know, the NFL. They're good at the, they're good at that scheduling stuff. They are. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah you know. it's the last ride of Big Ben's. Maybe. You know, I, I I'm sorry. I, not, I just refuse yeah. to say this is it. You know what they say happens when you assume, Wolf. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter at Wesley Euler. If you want to tweet me, you can get me there. We'll get your comments read on the show. You can also hop on the phone lines 412-919-1316. So that was maybe you know Wolf and I, we're gonna have to run to the bathroom in, in Listerine after saying nice <laughs> things about the Browns here in this break. But I'll give you the three bad things, the three areas where you can get at this team where they leave some to be desired uh, when we come back on the other side to close out the first hour in the locker room. He's Craig Wolfley. I'm Wesley Euler. You are in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, we'll get back to the scouting of the Cleveland Browns in just a few minutes because we've got some substantial news here into the locker room. Ben Roethlisberger speaking to the assembled Pittsburgh media this morning, and for the first time, Ben really addressing how this could be it. Ben Roethlisberger said uh, just moments ago that Monday night's game against the Cleveland Browns is likely his final game at Heinz Field. That is his first, again, public statement, public indication that this could be it. Uh, Ben said all signs are pointing to the fact that this could be it in regards to Monday night likely being his last home game at Heinz Field. Uh, Jacob, you got this ready? Let's hear from Ben Roethlisberger himself what he had to say about this just moments ago. Um, (laughs) Right out the gate. Uh, You know what? I don't ever – speak in definites or guarantees that's just not what I've ever done or or who I am Um, but you know looking at the bigger picture I would say that all signs are pointing to this this could be it Um, regular season that is we I know we still have a a chance to potentially get a playoff game there if things fall our way and we take care of business and things have to happen but uh, in the grand scheme of things uh, in terms of regular seasons um, signs are pointing that way this could be it. Ben how long did it take you 
Well, the, the thing about it is, I, like I said, I don't speak in, in guarantees or definites, so I'll, I'll address the, the, the definite answer of that at some point down the road. But um, like I said, my, my focus is winning this game. I mean, this is going to be one of the if, – if it is indeed my last regular season game there, it's going to be one of the most important games of my career. Um, I've been so blessed to play in front of um, the best fans in all the sports at the best venue and – um, what better way to have a last regular season potential game than Monday Night Football against a division opponent? Um, you know, it's just it's just special. So uh, the, the long-winded answer is I'm not – I got a lot of focus on still for this year in this game, um, and that, that's got to be it right now. Ben, I'm worried that you're still that you're not capable of playing at the level you want, or are you just tired? You know what? Um, it's, it's probably – it's a lot of things. You know, it's 18 years. It's almost – it's almost half my life I've, I've given to this city and this team and the fans. And um, but the fun thing is, I still I know that I still have it in the tank to go out there this week and, and next week and give it everything I have um, to do everything I can to get us into the postseason because um, that's always the ultimate goal is to win a Lombardi and that's still my goal. We're, we're not out of this thing yet. And what, what are the emotions right now? Right now, just trying to get through talking to y'all. <laughs> um, the emotions will start to kick in. I mean, they already have when you when you think about it. But um, I'm, I think I'm able to put those emotions a little bit on the back burner because of the, the focus of what you have to do to win this game. Um, this is a team that's that's hungry. That um, it's the Browns. I mean, it's, it's the division opponent, and so uh, they're hungry to come in and get a win too. So I can't sit here uh, all week and just be nostalgic and think about um, everything that that my career has been when I've got to focus on this game because um, that's the most important this is the most important game of the season for us right now there it is Ben Roethlisberger the future Hall of Famer the lifelong Steeler first time publicly Wolf um, head on you know talking about that, that this could be it there's been a lot of speculating I think ever since really the playoffs last year but definitely since training camp in, in July that this could be it this could be the last ride for seven I know um a couple of his teammates have hinted at that throughout the year, but this is the first right. time we hear it from from Ben himself, um, and and he sounds like a guy that is facing those emotions. He knows he's got to <laughs> compartmentalize some of that and, and focus on the result, but it's it's hard not to, I'm sure, at this point, look at the bigger picture. And I I, I think it's it, I don't know if refreshing is the right. I think it's good that he is he's talking about this. You know that that he's not just going to kind of. Um, wait and see till the end of the year that he is kind of admitting, hey, this good chance that this is it because I think he deserves that outpouring of love on Monday night. And it's one thing if you think this is it, but when you hear it from seven like that, it really starts to hit closer to home. You know, there's no doubt about it. What you're listening to is uh, one of the two greatest quarterbacks in the history of a storied franchise yep. like the Steelers. I'm acknowledging his mortality and the fact <laughs> that, you know, this is probably – Looking like the last ride. Now, here's the hard part about it. It's so hard for a guy to be able to mouth the words, I am done. Yes. Okay, I remember in going into my 12th year, you know, and I'm thinking as I'm going through training camp yet again, and I go, this is it. And I, in the back of my mind, I knew I was done, but I could not say the words until after the season was over. You know, it was just at that point in time, I was able to sit back, let all the emotions play out. Just chill out. Uh, I remember when I handed in my letter of, mm -hmm. of, of, being, of retirement. Sure. And I handed it to the postmaster over on the north side in the, the, the post office, right? 
So I, I had it, and I give it to him, right? Because you got to mail like three letters in and stuff like that. So I, the whole off season, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to admit it, but I'm, I've already admitted it to myself and finally sure, I, sure. the actual act of it. And I hand it to him, and then this proceeds, uh, this tug of war. And I'm like, I, then I pull it back. And he's like, pull it. He goes, sir, you want to mail this, right? And I'm like, I think so. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's difficult to admit something that you've treasured, wanted, built for, since trained you were a kid. for since you were a kid. Since I was seven years old, when I looked up my mom, Hoopy, and I said, I'm going to be a professional football player, right? From seven years on, that and now the encompass, the whole thing is has come together in full circle, and you're about ready to step down. That's a difficult moment. Uh, this is, I got to think, extremely difficult for Ben. And you heard the whole thing about it was, whoa, let's keep the focus on the game. Yes. Got to keep focused on the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's something that Mike Tomlin talked about on Tuesday as well, too, in his, you know, his normal weekly media availability, his weekly press conference, just about how there'll be a time for for myself, for Ben, for all of us to reflect on everything that he's done on these, you know, I think Mike Tomlin said, for me, these last 15 years, for him, these last 18 years, there will certainly be a time for that. But that time's not right now because you you got to stay focused on Monday. Exactly. Yeah. You give way and sway to this sort of uh, emotional um, outpouring that's going to occur. It's going to distract you. It's going to, you know, it'll warp your brain, right? I mean, you just got to stay focused. This is the game. This is my final time here. This is my final uh, ride on Monday night. Um, boom. Keep it simple. Let's go get the Browns. Yep. Let's let's it, let's go out in the right way. Let's, exactly. Let's, let's make sure that this is a, and, and a continue happy the memory. fight. This right. if nothing else. This guy has been the ultimate competitor. Ben Roethlisberger is one of those guys. He does not quit. He nope. just keeps coming. Now, whether he's injured, whether he's not, however, uh, he keeps coming forward. And so to continue that right to the end is his in his nature. That's his DNA. Yep. And and that's a big part of the reason why Wolf. This is his 18th season. Never had a losing year. Uh, playoffs 11 times in years, you know, obviously, if you're, you're not including this year yet. He's the ultimate competitor. He wants to go out the right way. And that, you know, that's something that you and I talked about yesterday, how the standard is the standard in Pittsburgh. We always are judging by Super Bowls by Lombardis. But at the same time, if you zoom in a little bit tighter and you don't just have that, you know, that widespread mantra that we always have and those, those you know, high expectations that we always have, you can zoom in a little tighter. You can look a little closer and say, hey, you know what? 18 years with this guy, two Super Bowls, a, a third a third appearance. He's going back to Ohio, to Canton, you right. know, shortly yep. shortly after he retires. Yeah, while in the big picture it might not have been the season that we wanted, there's still a, a good way to, to wrap this thing up. We can still end these last two weeks with a smile on our face and and, and I think look back fondly even. At, at, you know what? Things didn't go our way this year. It was a lot of roller coasters. It was a lot of ups and downs. But those last two games, all hands in the pile – we took care of our business for Ben. You know, we won those no last two. Maybe it doesn't get us to the playoffs. Maybe it doesn't X, Y, and Z, climb the ladder, win the division, playoff wins, AFC Championship, Super Bowl. But we can send our 18-year Hall of Fame quarterback. We can wrap up this era on the right note. There's always satisfaction to be had if you win a game. Yes. You win, that's Yes. Particularly against the Browns and the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that that's what it's about. It's about winning the game. Yep. You know, I mean, it's not fancy. You know, what's your goal? I know you can sit there and say the Super Bowl each and every year. That's at the end of the season. Sure. Week in, week out, it's you're talking. Yes, it's win the game. That's it. That's why you play the game, mm -hmm. to win the game. And you, you, might only, you might only have two of those left with seven. Right. One at home. 
Let's go win those games. Same way I felt like at Shea Stadium when the Blonde Bomber was in there, right? And you're in the lineup. You're not going to let them get hit. You're not going to let them get down. You know, you're going to finish strong because you want to so badly for him. The guy means so much to everybody uh, else in that locker room. And it's certainly just one of those things you want to play and send them out right. But at the same time, number one, again, you want to win the game. You want to win the game. That's it. You play to win the game. Hello? (laughs) We're going to take our last break of the first hour here. We'll have some guests. In the second hour, Tom Bradley, former Steelers coach. He will join us right around the corner. We'll also talk to Jerry Dulac of the Post-Gazette in the next hour of the show. So don't you go anywhere. Plenty more to get to as it relates to the Browns and as it relates to this news about um, Ben Roethlisberger saying it is likely his last home game Monday night at Heinz Field. Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler, you're in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR.